Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 17, season four of The Standoff with Brandon Ritchie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. You can catch us live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Um, Richard's on call at the moment and is currently out on a job, so he may or may not join us later in the show, but I've got a pretty good substitute in Paul, so um, I'll bring you in. Um, What? I thought Richie had been dropped and I'd been picked. I, I, I thought I'd... Oh dear me! I didn't realize it was just because he was not available. I thought I thought I'd been I thought he'd been relegated. I thought he'd been uh, his contract had been suspended. I mean, look, the the what he got up with and, and what he got reported on was disgusting behaviour. And uh, and you're standing by it. I, I can't believe it. I if he keeps putting work before um, the show, uh, it may be a conversation later on. But um, <laughs> the title of tonight's episode was Bloody Melbourne. Um, Melbourne ruined um, our multi this week, which I know Paul was really disappointed in, but it also ended the chances of Richard getting a perfect round in his tips. It was the only game he got wrong this week, so I'm sure he'd be very happy um, with how Melbourne let us all down. So there on the screen is our multi, only one that got, got wrong. I am a bit more of a a courageous person than Paul, so I pick every game in my multi. Um, so I got two wrong, so I was screwed anyway. But yeah, Melbourne just let us down. Um, one day, one day, Paul, we'll we'll get the multi, I'm sure. Well, I, the good thing is, at least I got my I won my first ever rugby league bet um, on uh, the uh, the Origin game. Um, yes. No, uh, no spoilers. So I won't say who uh, who won. But um, <laughs> but there we go. Yes. Um, and uh, Jacko saying, "Can I handle the pressure?" Oh, of course I can handle the jandle. How dare you, Jacko? How dare you? <laughs> um, yeah. So while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, eight pm, we'll soon catch our show at your convenience um, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of State of Origin in Round Fourteen, and an update on our tips. We'll then answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other. 
Um, and then we'll preview round 15 and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we'll do our best to answer them. Um, we might as well jump into the top stories of the week, Paul, because I'm sure you're you're up to speed on everything. Oh, I'm, over, I'm all over everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I should really send you show notes. It, it would help. Yeah, it might have helped. <laughs> um, so first part... Um, Paul is Dragons. As always, I like to start off with something um, to have a bit of a giggle. But um, you've been watching uh, us discuss the Dragons and the coaching dramas. So there's rumours that they're set to offer Dean Young the head coaching role. But Shane Flanagan has now confirmed that his management is in talks with the Dragons about him potentially joining the role. Um I asked, I was going to ask Richard what he thought, <coughs> excuse me, but um, what do you think? You've got, um, you got Dean Young, um, a young guy with no first grade coaching experience, and you got Shane Flanagan, who is well known, but also has a bit of an asterisk, <coughs> excuse me, um, bit of an asterisk next to him due to being suspended from coaching due to some dramas. He's now allowed to coach topside again, but I think he's probably the better option on experience alone. But I'm not sure. Yeah, look, I mean, at the moment they're in a, a dire situation. Let's be honest, bottom of the table, um, as we've talked about a um, bit pre pre um, pre show. Uh, the, yeah, they need an ex- well, they need someone with experience of rebuilding a club. At the end of the day, um, but um, you, you don't want somebody. With um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? With, with that asterisk next to his name uh, around for a long time, uh, it's if you get him in, get him in to try and just steady the ship and get heading in the right direction, and then get someone else in, um, in, in there. I think who can, uh, but you, you need someone who can build a culture because at the end of the day, they they really need uh, the, 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 the culture to be heading in the right direction for them to, to rebuild because it's yeah, it's just a disaster at the moment. Simon yeah. says Nathan Brown would be good. The dragon. No, Nathan Brown's come out and said he doesn't want to coach anymore. Um, I think the Warriors job kind of killed it for him. And uh, Jacko mentioned that Flanagan with Young as assistant is likely for the Dragons. I think that's what they'll do. Kind of like what you said, Paul. Bring him in, get him to get in there, start things, then transition to Young. So. Um, Jacko, Simon Brown couldn't uh, coach them. <coughs> I think you mean Nathan Brown um, rather than Simon Brown, but um, oh, dearie me. No, he, forgot, he forgot an asterisk. He was meant to say, come on, Simon, asterisk. Brown oh, I see. Coach. Yes, Punctuation. You see, folks, punctuation is important. Learn, learn your grammar at school. <laughs> yeah, but we'll continue on. Um, yeah, and so I said, Brown's only a good transitional coach. Yeah, he, he's good at, I think he's better as a recruiter. He seems to find a lot of talent. Like I know everyone's talking about how great Webster is, 100% agree, but a lot of those players that were signed for the Warriors this year were um, signed under Brown. So there were already, like, not all of them, um, but a lot. So he, he's good at identifying talent, but, yeah. Well, bring, I, bring, I bring, bring him in as a scout then um, and say, hey, right, you're, you've got the – or a bit like the, the American setup where you have a, you've got a – You've got your um, the front of house who do, or, or your one guy who, whose job is the hiring and firing of the players, and then you've got a head coach who just coaches. They don't have player decisions, uh, they just have coaching decisions. So maybe that kind of um, 
uh, maybe, maybe that's the kind of role that he might suit him, where he doesn't have to deal with the people or the press. He just deals with the uh, with, with with the the yeah the the squad building side of things. Yeah, and um, like Jacko said, transition to White Wooden Spoon. I'd be happy if they get Wooden Spoon every year for years to come. So I'm very biased. That, for the, that, 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 that's a personal decision of uh, of Brad. That is not the official position of New Zealand Sport Radio or the Standoff Show. We would like to. I think it. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Um, and uh, continuing on the Dragons before we move on, um, Ben Hunt is still apparently pondering requesting an early release. So. All of this kind of coach talk, I think he's probably waiting on a, a coaching decision. But if he goes, it's a very hard battle for the Dragons to come back. He is head and shoulders above everyone else at that team. Um, but, yeah, what would you, putting your rugby union hat on, if you've got your, your best player deciding he wants to leave, your team's already at the bottom, what do you do? I wouldn't put yeah, no, it's not really a rugby league, a rugby union hat on, but um, on this kind of on that side, look, they're not making the playoffs this year, right? <laughs> Let's be blunt. Um, so if he doesn't want to be around, he doesn't want to be around next year, um, then um, look, I think uh, the, the 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 if you want to off off offload the wage, the salary, to be honest with you, and just just tank this year um, and realize and, and realize you can uh, you can do that some. Um, you can do that, yeah, and, and build towards the future. If someone want to be there to be part of the building process, get get them off the salary um, side of things. Um, I would say, yeah. And uh, Jacko's uh, mentioned that Phil Goulds and Huntsy are big time for a move to the Dogs, which I think would be a great move for the Bulldogs. I feel like having Ben Hunt and Matt Burden in the house will probably change that team a lot which does segue into my next bit of news, which was about the Bulldogs, because they're apparently interested in making a play on Daniel Safiti, uh, the prop from the Knights. So, Paul, what's your thoughts on Daniel Safiti? <laughs> Do you think he'd be a good mix for the Bulldogs? I'm not a clue. Let's be blunt. Come on. You're, you're really throwing me under the bus with those sort of questions. Um, when you're talking philosophical and uh, and structural club questions, I'm, I'm okay. But uh, details are, yeah, is not my big... I'm, I'm, I'm big sky. I'm big sky. <laughs> not details. I'm just trying to make you feel involved. Um, I think it would be a good move. Um, I know the Knights were rumoured to be trying to get rid of some cap space or make some cap space by getting rid of guys like him and Bradman Best because they've put all their money into Kalen Ponga. Um, so it'd be a good move, I guess. Um and I see Hammer. Well, good to see you here, Hammer. He said that um, the Bulldogs have given um, Jack Averillo and Alamotti permission to look for other clubs. So the uh, yeah, Bulldogs are making room as well to try to get in some signings. Um, I think Averillo and Alamotti have been playing pretty well for them, but they do have some good talent coming in, um, and Stephen Crichton and the like for for the backs. So that would make sense. Um, but yeah. We'll move on. This one there's a bit more philosophical. I'm um, great to see Ruin Hammer here. Obviously, they've, they've got another um, podcast show that um, that Brad and Richie got the swan off to uh, to go on to. I've not been invited, but there we go. Um, but um, in all seriousness, Mark, uh, look, thoughts and condolences with you um, for your loss uh, this week, and um, hope you're uh, hope you're um, you're doing well. And uh, yeah. uh, and uh, thoughts with you as from the, yeah. uh, the, the the podcasting community. Definitely. Um, Next bit of news you can help with this one. Kalen Ponga um, has announced that he's withdrawn himself from State of Origin this year. 
to focus on the Knights instead and his claim that he'll fight to win back his place in the squad next year. I feel like it's more of a you can't fire me, I quit situation um, <laughs> because I didn't see him getting selected anyway, especially with how um, Reese Walsh went at fullback for Queensland. Um, what's your take on on a player that wasn't selected saying he's not going to play? Uh, there's, there's, there's a bit of throwing your toys out of the premise at this point. Um, the uh, Look, if, if he knows he's not going to get selected, then actually um, sticking around with the Knights who are, I look, in a very, very tight league this year, which we talked about pre, pre-show, they're only one point off the top eight, kind of. Um, so uh, maybe it's actually a good move if he wants to make finals footy. Um, if he knows he's not going to he's not going to play, but um, it's a bit like a player saying I'm not available for my national side, isn't it? Uh, it's um, uh, if you're going to throw your toys out the pram like that, I think there's a good chance you're not going to get invited back on that one. Yeah, well, I can I'll, I'll say it here officially now that I've ruled myself out for playing for the Kiwis. Um, <laughs> I know <laughs> there was always a chance. There was there was always a slight chance, but I've just yeah, nip it in the butt right now. I'm, I'm going to focus on this show and my writing. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Um, but, yeah, speaking of origin as well, um, the Maroons have been issued a fine of $30,000 for having 14 players on the field. Um, they've got five business days to respond, and there hasn't been any news out of the camp as of yet. I think the five days finishes today or tomorrow. So I assume they're probably just going to pay it. Um, it's not like it was a minor thing. There was an injury and they'll bring in a player on to replace the injured player, but the injured player hadn't got off the field yet type thing. Yeah, I mean, was yeah. it was it like 14, won 4,000? 14? Um, yeah. 30,000. Sorry? Yeah. 30,000. But even yeah. so, I mean, in, 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 in NRL money, that's peanuts. Just pay it, move on. It's just it's, it's going to cost you more in lawyers' fees to fight it. Yeah, and I did. I was going to put in the news, but I I didn't. In the end, I saw somewhere where they said um, the NRL could lose millions of dollars um, if Queensland win the next game, and then the final game of State of Origin is a dead rubber in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, they say like the millions they could lose um, for that situation, which you know shit happens. It when you got a best of three series, it is what it is. Potentially, that might be an argument for why you shouldn't have a game played out of state in the first round. So you at least have the first two rounds in either state, so it's still a competition. I don't know. Um, It's very hard as a Kiwi that is interested in the state of origin, but not passionate like the Aussies are. Yeah, look, as you say, I think the, the neutral venue makes absolute sense for that final game. As you say, you both have home advantage, and then you have that neutral venue for the for the, for the decider. Um, but um, ah, look, the the NRL apparently know what they're doing with State of Origin, and let's be honest, it, it creates a lot of interest. Um, hmm. A lot of people, it, it's they they market it very well. Uh, and um, hey, if they lose a few million this year, well, hey, but just uh, perhaps all the perhaps it might be a, it might be a good thing in the fact that it actually makes them wake up and actually look at things rather than just go, hey, this is how we've done it before. Um, let's just let's just uh, keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll move on to more. Um, I've just had a message from Richard. 
he's done his job pretty quick and he's racing back to try to jump on. But um, you're, you're the boss oh. here, so if, oh. if you want to let him in. I'll, we'll see. We'll see whether we want to let him in or not. See how I'm doing. Um, Next bit of news um, was a bit interesting. Uh, the one NZ CEO, Jason Paris, who we talked about a few weeks ago, um, oh, yes. lit, a fire, lit a fire under everybody with his comments about the referees. Um, there's been talk that he's reached an agreement with the Referees Association. And actually last week, I think it was just before the Warriors game, he issued a public apology um, for his comments regarding their officiating. Um, and like basically he said, you know, I was wrong. They don't cheat, um, and what have you. What What's your take on his backtrack? Is it just a like he's already said it, so he's already put it out there, and oh, just and saying like, sorry he, now. He's, he's he's reacted like a fan at the end of the day, and there are plenty of fans who accuse the referees of cheating, um, and he just didn't realise or what or didn't didn't wasn't kind of aware of what his as kind of how famous he was and how how much his his position meant. Um, He'll be more careful in the future. Yeah, a bit of a stormy teacup. A fan. He wasn't. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong, Paul. You know. Well, look, I mean, maybe this is not an unconscious bias, but I can't believe that the uh, the referees are deliberate, are consciously doing it. But the um, uh, but yeah, look, it's it's he he, act, he reacted like a fan. Uh, I think that's um, and 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 he just forgot the fact that he has a uh, a prominent position. So um, yeah, stormy teacup for me. Yeah, um, yeah. He in his apology, he also said that they don't have a bias, which is the part that I don't agree with because we all have a bias. It's, but you'll sit there arguing in circles with them about it. Um, but I just, we haven't seen anything yet. But um, Kaikara France, um, the UFC New Zealand UFC fighter, who's also the wrestling coach for the Warriors, he tweeted after his loss in the UFC. He asked who was worse, UFC. Um, officials or NRL ones. Um, so we haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, so uh, does, yeah. he, does he have an official position with the Warriors? He does. Wait, ah, yes. Then that might get him in trouble. Otherwise, you've got to say, look, I'd, he's not a sportsman. Yeah. He's just a fan, right? Yeah, he put a smiley face emoji on it. So it was, you know, that's okay. As long as you put an emoji on things, you, <laughs> you can take them out of context. So it's fine. I, I, I think he'll be a minor. I'm sure he doesn't get paid that much by the Warriors. So I think he'll be a kind nah. of. A, I think he'll get away with it as being kind of like a volunteer, and therefore yeah. he's not an official employee. Um, whereas he, and he's not an official sponsor. Whereas I mean, the yeah. CEO, the official sponsor, is a bit different to be to the uh, to another sports person. To be honest. Yeah, and Kaikara France was robbed as well, so I can see his frustration. Um, <laughs> But next bit of news, um, with the news that Jason Riles will be joining the Storm in 2024, um, the Roosters have actually demoted him from his assistant coach role effective immediately and promoted Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner to more senior roles. I'm not, I'm not um, a Roosters fan by any stretch of the imagination, but it feels like a, a childish move. Um, but what do you think? Like. They've got a guy, um, Joseph Soaliti, who signed with Rugby Union not next year, the year after. He's still playing for them, so it's not like he's not here next year. Let's move him out. Yeah, but he's also not taking ideas to the to to your opposition, is is he? Look, if um, if these are the actual long term replacements for 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 him, and that's um, and they're not hiring someone else to replace him, 
then yeah, make it now. Give them the responsibility. Get them, get them to learn while the, while he's still there. Um, the uh, like in the corporate world, you probably probably guarding leave all the time. So mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, if, if if it's what those guys are going to do in their job next year, then bring them through now if they're ready. Why not? Yeah. Fair enough. We'll agree to disagree. I think the roosters are just being childish. You know? <laughs> um, they're always being childish, aren't they? I mean, just yeah. uh, all you all you um all you have to do is just look at their haircuts. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then next bit of news: Peter Vlandes um, has confirmed the NRL wish to have a new team in the competition for the twenty twenty six season. So in three years, um, and a Papua New Guinea team appears to be the favourite right now with the Australian Rugby League Commission already in negotiations with the Papua New Guinea government. Um, we talked um, about it when they talked about it ages ago, Paul, about what team, and it seemed like it, they were talking PNG or they were talking like a Pacific team. Um, PNG seems to be getting the nod. How do you think that will go? Um, I mean, your big question is financially for PNG, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, can they actually get the finances, um, or is the NRL paying for them? Essentially, um, look, PNG have been one of the sort of uh, uh, sort of I mean, consistently there internationally. Um, I think it's a good a good move to um, to help support them and and keep to to keep things going from a uh, if if you give a shit about um, international rugby. If you don't, mm. then. I don't see why the NRL are doing it. I don't see where the financial side of it is for a professional league going there. If you want to grow international rugby, yes. If it's a financial thing for NRL, why? There's no money there. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I like the idea because I like to see the growth of Papua New Guinea. Yep. You, I don't that. think you're going to, you're not going to see any, or I don't think you're going to see many of the current NRL players. If they're based in Papua New Guinea, they haven't said that yet. I assume they will be, um, but if they're based there, how many current NRL players are going to pack up and move to Papua New Guinea? Um, I'm not sure. I've never been there myself, so I, I can't speak for that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. There were those talks about having them based in Australia. Well, then, um, I mean, how's the Papua New Guinea team with the base in Australia? It's a bit like the, I mean... One Pacific is a bit of a, a, is, is a bit of kind of a bit of a sort of a little bit of a mess in, in New Zealand at the moment um, as to kind of is it a Samoan Tongan team if it's based in South Auckland, is it a Papua New Guinea Papua New Guinea team if it's based in Darwin um, or wherever they're going to put it? Uh, the um, uh, Jacko says Aussie government will help fund a PNG team uh, big time as they're concerned about uh, Chinese influence up there. Um, maybe that's uh, maybe if it's it's um, if that's where the money's coming from. Um, then fine. Um, Cairns, sorry, is the uh, Mikey. Thank you for that for the uh, location. Um, but um, the um, I, I think if you're uh, yeah, for, yeah if it's I, I I want to support Papua New Guinea from an international NRL uh, international league point of view. Um, I'm just not sure. Yeah, if the money's going to come from the government, then the NRL are going to be more than happy to do it. If the if, if but if they're having to do their own money, I did, uh, as, as a as a I don't see why they're doing it. They don't support Australian. International rugby. Why, why are they supporting um, Papua New Guinea? Unless it's uh, about trying to build up um, the supply line of talent. In the fact, if you, they want to add three more teams, right? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe one of the places you get that talent from is if you put a if you set up pathways in Papua New Guinea. Perhaps there's enough t- enough talent in, in Papua New Guinea for two teams worth of players. 
um, in which case maybe it's being used for that to um, to bring players into other teams long term. Um, just some thoughts anyway. Mm. Yeah, so I'm sure we're going to hear more as it develops, but I thought it was an interesting thing to bring in here um, for you and Richard's um, amazing thoughts. But yeah, Richard ditched us, so he can wait yeah. till next week. Exactly, and as, as, uh, <laughs> as Nicholas says in the live chat, I never knew that Richard was so handsome. Yeah, I know, I know, I look a bit, uh, a bit like Richie, uh, 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 the, the the more the more handsome Richie. But um, but thank you, thank you, Nicholas. Um, but yeah, I'd, uh, I, I, if you're going to have Papua New Guinea team, you have to put it in Papua New Guinea. Don't put it in Australia. Yeah, and like a lot of people have said in the comments, though, the biggest issue with that is the security. It's not yep. the safest place to play footy. Um, and I think Mark Roberts has said in there, yeah, um, one of the Queensland Cup sides refused to actually go there and play because there is a Papua New Guinea team in the Queensland Cup, I believe. Um, but yeah, one of the teams refused to actually go over and play. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, league players don't have a good reputation of, um, of uh, they, they could get themselves in trouble. Let's be blunt. Up there. Yes, there's a, a player that's currently in that situation, which I didn't mention in the news. Um, Dylan Brown's in a bit of strife. I'm going to wait till we've actually got some more info on that before we talk about it. Um, but I think today they've officially announced he's been stood down from the NRL while his criminal investigation um, develops, let's say. Um, there we go. This is why Brad saves me from getting um, getting sued as a channel by uh, by by not uh, by not delving into stuff that's still um, legally murky. Yeah. So um, once once the the waters so uh, the smoke's cleared, there we'll talk about it. But um, we'll move on now into signings. Um, only really two signings and a little bit of an update. So um, Hull KR from the Super League um, have announced the signing of um, Olivia Gildart. Um, I don't know if that's how you say his name properly, on a three-year deal from next season. I personally had a lot of hopes um, that he would make an impact in the NRL. Um, I actually wanted him to sign with the Warriors when there were rumours he was coming down to the Southern Hemisphere, but he just never really took off when he got here. Um, he was with the Tigers. I think he went to the Roosters for a little bit last year, and he's with the Dolphins now. Um, he's just not really getting into first grade. Um, so he'll go back to Super League where he was a star um, and go again. And um, can't really ask your input on him because I've barely seen him play um, in the NRL. But um, there's a lot of Super League players come down to the NRL and don't really make it. There are quite a few. Um, there are quite a few that do, mainly forwards. For some reason, the backs don't seem to cut the mustard. The last... Oh, the last two backs I'd say that have done okay from Super League would be um, Dominic Young, who's doing really well, and George Williams, who was with the Raiders, and then he got homesick and went back. Um, but a lot of the the wingers and the likes that come down make it a year or two and then go home. A lot of the forwards, like the front rowers, the Burgess brothers and all that, they seem to come down and make make a name for themselves. Yeah, um, um the um, as, as uh, maybe it's a size thing is that in the forwards, yeah, you just bash it up right, and we've got, we've got big boys up, up north. Um, whereas our quicker boys are perhaps not the same size as uh, some of the the um, uh, so, so some of the Pacific Island stock that we uh, that we get down here and that uh, who do so well in rugby union when they travel up north. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe that's that's maybe that's part of it as to why the the forwards survive and the uh, the backs don't uh, don't um, 
don't crack it. But thank you, Nicholas, for saying that um, that I'm actually nailing it. Apparently, fantastic. Yeah, you know about as much as league as the rest of us, Paul. It's fine. We all <laughs> wing it. We all wing it on here. Um, <laughs> next, but uh, the Broncos have confirmed the signing of Rooster Fletcher Baker on a two-year deal. Um, which I think is a great signing for him um, to go there, and the Broncos um, will welcome him um, with open arms. And continuing with the Roosters talk, Matt Lodge, it's basically been announced that he will not be at the Roosters next year. I know we said last week that there wasn't any room for him, but we said they'll always find a way, same as there was no room for Jared Warrior Hargraves. Um, but, yeah, it's he's out and he's looking for a new club. My question to Richie slash Paul was, do you see him joining his family at the Dolphins? Obviously, his father-in-law is their recruitment manager. His brother-in-law is their halfback. Um, he joined the Warriors when they were both here. Um, the biggest thing is he, he seems to want a lot of money and no one's really interested once the Warriors stop paying his salary, which is at the end of this year. Um, I, look, look, I, I think it's all nepotism thing. You'd be a bit careful because, um, yeah, maybe he got given a, a contract he shouldn't have done when he was here um, on um, on that one. Um, so um, they, yeah, I, I doubt he'll get that. He'll get the money and he'll just, he'll have to take a, a lower off somewhere. I guess I don't whether it'll be the Dolphins. Who knows what it'll be? Yeah, I have no idea where he'll go. He he is a talented player when he wants to be. So I'm sure any team could make the most of him if he if he went there. But yeah, I feel like the Dolphins will get him just because maybe maybe, maybe it just comes down to one of these things of um, uh, of who knows him well enough to actually to how to motivate him. At the end of the day, yeah. maybe maybe the way to motivate him is to put him on a game by game contract that's nice and big. Um, that uh, uh, that if 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 he if he shows up. He gets pl- gets paid. If he doesn't, then, or maybe I don't know what the what, what the way is as to how you do. But there must be some way of uh, figuring out what 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 are his triggers. What what how, we, what buttons do you need to press? Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get more news um, as that develops. But we'll move on to injuries because we've got quite a few. Um, Paul, uh, as always, the week after and Origin suspensions, I think. But yeah, gone. So. Yeah, um, I, as usual, uh, the week after Origin, there's usually a few injuries with a lot of players backing up. Um, but the biggest one um, that sent the NRL into a meltdown was uh, Panther Nathan Cleary. Um, he injured his hamstring and is going to be out for roughly six weeks, which means he's gone for Origin. Um, and it's, yeah, a big loss for New South Wales, I guess you could say. And um, the Panthers... Um, they generally seem to do okay when he's not there. Um, you know, oh, it's yeah. just they're a very good team. So when they lose a star or two, they seem to be able to combine together. But Super League were kind of putting all their chips on him. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens in the next six weeks to both New South Wales and the Panthers. Um, but, yeah, what's your take on a player of that caliber just disappearing I- now? Well, I mean, two things. One is, do you want to be playing something as physical as as Origin mid 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 season like this and taking out your stars for for, for serious chunks of the season? That to me um, seems like is is a is, is a dangerous thing to do. Should it be a so maybe maybe look at where where does where where does Origin sit in the season? 
is that right? Um, but um, look, I, I think look, look, the Panthers are top of the table. I think they'll they'll uh, um, they'll ride it out, and they'll just be like, yeah, just try and make sure he doesn't doesn't come back too quickly um, because yeah. they're going to they're going to need him finals time. Yeah, and as Jacko said, um, Cleary's replacement at the Panthers, Jack Cog, is a very good player. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's very similar to the Sean O'Sullivan player that they used to have where I don't know if I'd put my money on him to take me through the whole season, but, you know, when something happens, you need to bring him in to fill in. He can do that job. So I think, yeah, it's not like you're going and immediately – putting money on every team that plays the Panthers in the next six weeks because they're going to go on a six-game losing streak. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, no, I what a great position to have, right? You, you're on you're on decent decent wages, all these guys are, but you only have to play half the time when Cleary's injured and you're going to come away as a four- or five-time um, champion uh, at the end of it with all the silverware. I mean, it's, it's a great position to be in. It wouldn't be bad, yeah. I, I'll yeah. take it up. But, um, next one, uh, the Rabbitohs, we've got three. So Jai Arrow hurt his ankle and will miss the next few weeks. Um, Cam Murray um, injured his groin and Latrell Mitchell's calf injury. You're going to see them miss this week. Um, but they'll be right for the next one. Jai Arrow, I think his injury is going to make him miss the next origin as well. Um, Tom Gilbert from the Dolphins is out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury that he got in origin. I was going to say, from, um, from a Rabbitohs point of view, it's good that they've got the points in the bank already in the games and, and some buys coming up. Um, yeah. If they're some players. And um, Brad Parker from Sea Eagles is going to miss four to six weeks with a fractured elbow. Um, and then our traditional segment in this now is the 11-day stand-downs. We've got um, Jack DeBallon from the Dragons, Justin Olam from the Storm, and Rocco Berry from the Warriors, all with their 11-day stand-downs. Um, Reed Marnie from the Bulldogs also failed his HIA, but he has been named this week. So I'm not sure um, what's happening there. I thought he was going to have 11 day stand down too, but seems to be fine. Um, so yeah, interesting. Anything else you want to add to the injuries, Paul? Get well soon. <laughs> yeah. um, naughty boy corner. So as as Paul alluded to earlier, there were a few suspensions this week. Um, so um, Joseph Suwali'i um, is going to miss three weeks for a grade two dangerous contact. He, um, I don't know if you're aware, Paul, he has a habit of lifting his knees when he runs into contact. And he's been warned about it previously. He did it again this week and they've punished him now. Um, I feel like he was kind of a bit protected before when he was, you know, the next superstar of the game to be. But now that he's going to union, I think they're going to treat him like everyone else. So if he keeps doing stupid things, they'll punish him for it. Um, and then um, Jared Wallace from the Dolphins is going to miss three weeks for a grade two shoulder charge, which you know, we just talked earlier about Jason Paris and his comments on the refereeing. The grade two shoulder charge that the officials in Bunker said was okay during the game um, against the Warriors, but he's been seeing that it was bad enough for three weeks. And his partner, Anthony Milford, from the Dolphins, is also missing three weeks for a grade two dangerous contact that saw him simbined in the Warriors game. Um, and then Chris Randall from the Titans has got a one-week ban for a grade two dangerous contact. And Queensland woman um, winger Julia Robinson got a one-man batch for a um, ban for a grade two dangerous contact, um, which was pretty, pretty bad. Um, she was running, Paul, and... Like she put her arm out to the defender and like f 
hit her with her forearm in the throat, um, which sent her to, sent um, it was Isabel Kelly sent her to um, the hospital. So um, not too good, but yeah, that's all the naughty boys and girl um, for our corner. Anything you want to add to any of that? I um, think no, no, just um, I'm just trying to download a, uh, a bandaged head. Um, that's, um, that's, that's, uh, that Mark was suggesting, but I'm too slow. Sorry, Mark. Next next week. Next week. Um, so we'll go into the game reviews, which is going to be interesting since you weren't. Um, I don't think you watched any, or did you watch some? No, I, I, just, I don't think I watched any this weekend. So, <coughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be quite joined this bit. Maybe go, maybe go, maybe go throw some wood in the fire. Yeah. So, um, well, Paul leaves me on my own here. Um, I've got, thankfully, I've got some of Richard's notes here so I can go off his notes. But the first game was Wednesday night, Queensland defeating New South Wales 26 to 18. I have to do Richard's job with the score rundown. So um, Queensland, five tries to three. Um, the Hammer got two. Selwyn Cobbo got two. And Cameron Munster got one. Valentine Holmes was three from five at the kicking tee. Then for New South Wales, uh, Liam Martin, Uppy Coruscant, Stephen Crichton, all with tries. And Nathan Cleary, three from three at the kicking tee. And then obviously one Sinbin from Thomas Fledger at the 68th minute. My thoughts on Queensland. Um, I thought it was a strong effort from Queensland. Um, I, to be honest, thought their goose um, was cooked when um, Flegler was sent to the bin. Um, but they've just got so much firepower and they scored two tries while a man down, um, which kind of proved it. Plus seeing Lindsay Collins out jump James Tedesco um, for a kick filled my prop heart with pride. So if you're not aware, Paul, Lindsay Collins is a front rower. James Tedesco is supposedly the greatest fullback in the NRL, um, if not the world. And a prop out jumped them for a, a bomb, basically, and led to the last try of the match. Um <sighs> Dear me, dear me! It's uh, they'll put them in. the guys will be dropped from the front row club. The prop, I mean, you, you shouldn't be doing that. that that's just not no. disgusting. Right. I, I feel like I say it every week, both on here and in, and in my normal life. Props to the most talented players there are. It just goes without saying. Um, and and the, and the most intelligent, and uh, also the yeah, the most uh, the, the funniest as well. Obviously, generally the best looking too. Um, I mean, I'm sure Richard would totally agree with that. So, yeah, the front rowers are the, uh, especially props, are the, are the best-looking uh, players in the league. I assume that's what you're talking about. I, I just came in late, but, yeah. Yeah. About time you showed up. 37 minutes late. Um, Bloody Docking your pay. Docking your pay. So, um, to catch you up, I don't know <laughs> if you had the show notes. Um, I've just started the match review talking about the first State of Origin game. Great. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I've read out the scores and I've done my points on Queensland. So what was your thoughts on Queensland? I timed this completely wrong. I was meant to come back after we'd talked about Origin. Yeah. Yeah. We, me um, and Paul were just talking a lot during the new segment to give you time. You were, you were delaying it, eh? So I had to talk yeah. about it. Um, all right. I'll start with Queensland. <laughs> they were very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> They performed with a lot of heart, I thought. You know, having players go off injured, moving people like Ben, ben Hunt out into the centres. Flegler sent to the bin. Controversially, didn't think that was a sin bin. Um, but against all odds, they stepped up. 
another gear late in the game. Lindsay Collins jumping over to Disco. Uh, Munster stepping up late. So I hate to say it, but you've got to give them credit that they they were very good when it counted. Yeah, and your thoughts on that woeful New South Wales outfit? Well, you, you used the right word there. <laughs> I don't think they were woeful throughout the whole game. I, I thought they were decent in parts, but they they definitely weren't clinical. They had a lot of ball and didn't finish all their chances. Um, and they were hindered by some below-par performances from some of their big guns, like Tedesco, Cleary, Turbo, all, all sort of below what we've seen from them in the past. So, Yeah, um, mine's kind of the same. It, I felt like it looked like at times they weren't on the same page and mm. they were let down by their leaders, like you said. Um, they got the lead, and I, I thought, as I said already with Queensland, I thought Queensland were done. Um, mm. But instead of staying calm and controlling the match, they panicked. Mm. And that's when they let Queensland um, have space to get let guys like the hammer run. Um, Fitler's coaching career is on the line. I already said that he was panicking um, with his selections. And I think he needs to make a lot of changes now. Um, some of them are going to be forced, obviously, with the mm. Nathan Cleary situation. But I think there's a lot of players there that probably, you know, their time's done, maybe. I know there's been a lot of talk about um, James Tedesco, you know, as his time done, and a lot of people in the NRL and the professional media circuits, like he's, you know, he's so good, you know, on history. And you see what happened in the Roosters game this week afterwards. Mm. Do you persevere with him or do you go to someone else? Um, I I don't know. It depends which Tedesco shows up, I think. But I think Fittler won't have to make these decisions much longer. I think, as Mikey said, in two more games um, will most likely be his last in charge. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be against it either. Uh, I've seen a lot of weird selections, and I, I just—I think he's overdone his dash. Um, it's time for some fresh blood. With with the players New South Wales have got, they they should be doing better than what they are. Yeah. And uh, who was your player that stood out? Uh, somebody who before the game I didn't question his spot. Um, <laughs> yeah, Paul's given a little spoiler there. Um, I didn't question his spot, but I, I, I thought dropping Dane Gagai for this for this guy uh, when Dane Gagai's done a, so much in the Origin Arena. Um, but Billy Slater shows he knows best because the hammer Tabuai Fado. I thought he was outstanding. Um, couple of really nice tries one one to wrestle the lead back and he just completely gassed down that down that touchline i thought he was phenomenal yeah um he was great and that kind of goes back to my fit argument about the james tedesco and things like that like mm. james tedesco's in that gag eye situation where tedesco's done so much so you you know keep it in loyalty where billy was like you know screw loyalty i want to win um i want mm. the best players that will do the job and that's what he did, and it worked in his favour. It may have blown up in his face, and everyone would be like, you should have picked Gagai, but it didn't. Um, so, yeah, well done. I didn't go with Hammer. Yeah. I went with I went with Reese Walsh. Um, that He was always the question yeah. mark on 
how would he go in that element? And I thought he did really well. Um, I know there's been a lot of barbs going his way after the game. Apparently he, you know, pulled Jerome Lewis hair or something um, and was a bit grubby. Uh, it, it is Mate, what it is. I, it is what it is. What We've seen Luai stomp on heads and do all sorts of grubby things. So it, it's the grub getting grubbed. I'm not. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, funny. If it was, if it was any other player complaining, I'd probably take more on board. But, yeah, with yeah. Jerome Law, I kind of feel like he deserves to be Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I thought, yeah, um, Walsh didn't look, you know, nervous about the big occasion. He, he went out and did his job, and then he backed up a few days later for the Broncos. So I, we talked about it in the news, and you missed it, um, about Kalen Ponga announcing that he's not playing Origin this year. Yeah. With the way with the way Reese played, I don't see Ponga – I didn't see Ponga getting picked over him anyway. So, mm. um, yeah, fantastic effort. But we'll move on to the next game, which was Queensland – Yet again, defeating New South Wales this time in the the women's comp, eighteen to ten. Boo! Yes, it was eighteen to ten. Uh, four tries to two. Queensland's tries: Julia Robinson times two, Tamsin Tasman Gray and Emily Bass with the try scorers. Jessica Sturgis and Jamie Chapman with the two try scorers for New South Wales. Yeah, Queensland did the double bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought this was a clunky game for both sides. Um, they had 30 errors combined, <coughs> which is um, perhaps uh, another reason why the NRLW comp should probably start before they play Origin. Um, I know a lot of them are playing club footy, but it's not the same level. So it really is basically the first game they're actually playing of the year. So it's always going to be a bit rough. Um but besides that, I thought Queensland were tough and they seemed to enjoy getting down in the trenches and just made the most of their opportunities. Um, but what was your take on Queensland? Yeah, I just thought it was a case of them icing more chances in a game that was pretty scrappy, a lot of errors. And as you mentioned, Brad, playing playing the Origin game before the start of the NRLW, I think maybe contributed to the players looking really rusty here. Yeah, and uh, your thoughts on New South Wales? Yeah, not polished at all. Um, they definitely missed the captain, Isabel Kelly, when she went off with a pretty nasty elbow to the throat and she had to go to hospital. But, uh, yeah, they they were just the next step down from Queensland. I thought both sides were clunky, but New South Wales in particular looked, looked really, really flat. Yeah, and um, my take on New South Wales, um, it's an interesting dynamic, Richie. I support Queensland, but in the women's game, I support New South Wales because of my my girl, Millie. Um, but, yeah, for them, losing Isabel Kelly, like you said, didn't help. Um, I thought Millie Boyle and Kennedy Cherrington had big games. Um, not not biased by any means. Um, yeah. About my girl, about my girl, Millie. Um, but... I think they, they have more of a chance of winning the next match in comparison to their male counterparts. Yeah, and, that's um, probably fair. <laughs> and uh, your player that stood out? Yeah, it was tough in, in a game with which was quite stop-start, but we'll probably go in the same way here. Julia Robinson in the wing. 
Um, yeah, six tackle, six tackle breaks, 137 meters, two tries. Um, she was one that didn't look flat for sure. Yeah, and you could say she helped her team win by taking out Isabel Kelly as well. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, she. I picked her as well. She. Yeah. Uh, she seemed just the most dangerous out there. And yeah, yeah like definitely. Jacob women's origin was disappointing too many basic errors yeah um it'd be like if you i feel like if the very first game of the year was state of origin one for the men mm. you know none yeah. of the players really in their groove yet it's going to look bad so um last year's one was definitely a lot better and i think because yeah. it was it was played after some after, after the season yeah, yeah so because they had those two seasons last year yeah so, it, it um, was definitely a lot better last year yeah, so I, I'm hoping that we see a better one in the next one. Um, I still think it needs to be a three-game series because it's only two. So for New South Wales to take it out, they have to win by, by more, more than eight more than eight in the next yeah. one to take it out. So they, if they win by two, they still lose. Yeah. Um, where I think it should be three and it should be like even the, the curtain raiser for the men's game on those Wednesdays. Uh, I don't yeah. know um but yeah anyway we'll move on to round 14 now richie um yes first game on friday night raiders defeating the tigers 20 to 19. yeah and this probably would have been a roller coaster if you simon um was three tries apiece for the raiders jamal fogarty grabbed two jordan rapana grabbed grabbed the other three tries as well for the tigers jareem bula john bateman and Brandon Wakem with three try scorers, uh, field goal for Luke Brooks and a penalty goal for Jamal Fogarty. Yeah, so I thought, despite the scoreline, I thought the Raiders controlled the match for the most part, with only um, the sim binning of um, Starling leading the Tigers back into the contest. Mm. Strong efforts from um, Joe Tapani and uh, Papali'i, and Rapana also scored his 100th try in the NRL. Um They'll be concerned with their lackluster second halves still. that It's still an issue with them, um, especially when coming up against the Warriors this week, who seem to be the opposite, where that like final 20 of the game, mm. they really seem to click into gear. But what's your take on the Raiders? Yeah, after going up 18-0, I, I thought it was going to be an easy night out, but turned out it was anything but. Um, like you say, the Tom Starling Sinbin had a massive effect because the minute after that, um, the All Tigers got, yeah, the Tigers got the first of their three, and um, or within the space of a couple of minutes, uh, they'd storm back into the game. Uh, luckily yeah, it was enough, like three tries in five minutes. It was, it was yeah, sixty yeah, eighth minute, seventieth minute, seventy second. So it's all of a sudden they they came back. Um, luckily enough for the Raiders, Fogarty uh, was able to slot, seal the win with a late penalty goal. Yeah, and your take on the Tigers? I thought it was a really good effort to storm back into contention from 18-0 down. Definitely the, the Sinbin helped, but you've got to take advantage of that. Um, I just like the attitude shift uh, within the Tigers. That's you know There seems to have been an attitude shift, and they're looking a completely different team to the one we were watching play in the first few rounds. Yeah, I kind of have the same. They're, they're just so much better than they were a month ago. Um, they're back to playing with heart, which I feel like I was saying a lot last year and the year before, where they're not getting the wins, but they're, you know, they're having a dig. 
and fighting um, every team. And it's great to see um, if they could reduce the errors and started better, then this could have been a different result. I think they could have mm. got the win here. Um, but yeah, waiting until the final 20 minutes to play football um, is a tough way to go around getting wins. Um, mm. But your player to stand out. Copying you again, man. Uh, Fogarty. Hard to argue with Fogarty. A couple of tries, three from three conversions and the game-winning penalty goal. So, um, yeah, he was good. Yeah, I went with him too. Um, yeah. He, yeah. He was just really good and he was clutch when they needed him to be. So mm. um, full credit to him there. And so we'll move on to the game we always love talking about. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. First game on Saturday, the Warriors defeating the Dolphins 30-8. to yeah, that sounds very sweet. Uh, was five tries to two, a double to Sean Johnson, a double to Dallin Watinez Lesniak, and a first try for the Warriors for Luke Metcalf. Um, two tries to the Dolphins, Tessie New and Jermaine Asako. Yeah, so uh, slow start for the Warriors here, um, but they were doing most of the things right, even um, though they weren't scoring points. Their forwards controlled the middle, led by Adam Fanoa Blake and Mitch Barnett, who was amazing in his first game back in like it was like 12 weeks mm. um, from his neck injury, and he came out and had an absolute blinder. Um, then, you know, some great plays from Sean Johnson got them on the board, and um, then they just got into a role. Um, with injured players starting to return, um, I'm confident the Warriors are going to go on a bit of a run. Um, but what was your take on, on the Warriors game? Yeah, I was really happy to get a dominant win. I was a bit concerned, seeing a few close calls end up being no tries, a little bit of deja vu from the week before. Yeah. Uh, but I, I felt the boys didn't panic. They were patient, kept grinding, and pretty much ground the Dolphins into the into the ground until points came. Um, I thought there were some great shifts out there from the forwards, AFB, Mitch Barnett, and SJ at his very, very best off the back of that, so... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host it's really good to see you have something to say paul well so this is one game i actually saw some of i've even <laughs> had a chat about it on the on, the, on my yeah. I, six four at half time jeez to then blow out to 30 to 8. Um, Warriors yeah. are a back nine team, which yeah. is yellow, the, the, the exact opposite card, of how they've always been. That yellow card at, on um, 
to Milford, was that was was that the key turning point? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I I think it, it allowed the door to to open a bit, and then you know, like Dallin's that final three, try yeah. from yeah, that final try from Dallin was against play intercept, which I think got try of the week as well. Mm. But um, yeah. I think yeah, it, it helped. Four, four, that was that was already gone, right? That was just icing on the cake. That one. Yeah. That was yeah. that because because the Dolphins are pushing it. Um, those opportunities will come, but it was the, it really was 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 Johnson and Metcalf two yeah. tries in two minutes. And that was what yeah. really kind of spun it round. And um, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I say I, I switched over and then caught the um, caught that first bit of the second half. You told mm. me off for, for getting too for getting too positive, Brad, and. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's only a start to float. Uh, that yellow card, I think, was a big thing. And then, as you say, yeah. that, that, blew, that blew the door open. And uh, that was done. Maria that was done up. as well from Milford. Yeah. That was not not smart. And um, yeah, I didn't want you to be too positive because I've been in um, a long term relationship with the Warriors, and it's been very abusive at times. So <coughs> every time I think that they've turned a corner and they're going to, you know, treat me better. It's still that little bit in the back of my head going that they're going to just hurt me again. So, basically, this 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 show is actually Brad's therapy each week to keep to, to keep him <laughs> on the straight and narrow. Yeah, but um, your thoughts on the Dolphins, Rich? Yeah, I think their depth. Well, you know, the depth test for them finally proved too much this week. They've done so well up until now, dealing with players being out. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King being ruled out was the final straw, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. So very much down on troops. Also, their first road trip to to NZ. I don't feel like this is a true reflection of where they are as a team. It's just um, it all sort of culminated and ended up ended up the way it did. Yeah, I got the same. They struggled to get into this match, um, missing serious firepower. Um, it was an uphill battle. Um, still a tough team. But this is the type of performance we did expect when their depth was tested. You know, um, mm. I think they would have been a lot harder to beat if Jeremy Marshall King was there. But if they had Hammer out there as well, um, I think that it would have been a real, real hard, tough battle for the Warriors. But thankfully, that wasn't the case. And you're going to need play who's in front of you. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Would have, would have, could have, should have. Um, but yeah, it's it's not like the end of the Dolphins by any stretch of the imagination. But who who was your player that stood out? I, I feel like it. You shouldn't have to ask. Yeah, uh, there could only be one this week. Um, Sean Shawnee, SJ Seven. It's so good to watch him playing like this, mate. Um, I don't know if you're still there, Rue, but yeah, I'm so glad your prediction preseason about Sean is just was off the mark because. If he goes all the way this year playing like this way and ends up getting Warriors Player of the Year um, and playing some finals footy, that that would be such a good result. And yeah. he, I think he's on track at the moment the way he's going. I think so. Um, yeah, I picked him as well. It was amazing. And, like, those two tries he got where, you know, everyone said the vintage, it was like the old days. And um, there was still, I was still a bit critical on some things. I thought some of his kicks were a bit off, but I thought he was great. Oh, and I, listen to him, oh, the I'm prop critique right? the know. playmaker. I know, I know a thing or two about kicking, mate. You know, <laughs> um, and um, I saw a, a comment from um, from someone earlier about Curran. 
I just want to give a special shout out to him as well. You know, yeah. he got put out, put out in dissenters, um, you know, um, after Rocco Berry got knocked out by that um, shoulder charge that wasn't a shoulder charge until after the match. Um, and, um, yeah, thought he was great out there. He did really well. And uh, Paul Paul's keeping our time. Sorry, you know, Paul. It's it's Richard's fault. He, he was here. Well, it's technically Paul's fault. Paul was I mean, yeah, the start of the show and was just jibber jabbering and I've only just got here. I mean, yeah. I feel like you guys dragged it out. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to the next game. Rabbitohs defeating the Titans 46-28. Yep, this is gonna be busy reading these try scorers. Um Keon Kalormatangi, Alex Johnston grabbed three, Campbell Graham. Cody Walker, Richie Kenner, and Hame Sele were the try scorers for the Rabbits. Uh, five try scorers for the Titans. Um, Isaac Fatsu Malawi, not Tino. Um, and then Tino grabbed one as well. Chris Randall, uh, Khan Pereira, and Jojo Fafita were the try scorers for the Titans. See, this is why I'm happy that you came back in time so I don't butcher everybody's names <laughs> like I do. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of hard names in that. Yeah, there, there is. Um, so a bit like the Warriors game, the Rabbits started slowly, but then just ran away with it in the second half. Um, no player really let them down, I think, and their spine were great at creating scoring chances for them. Um, just a real solid effort from the Rabbits. Um, mm. What was your take on the Rabbits? Uh, it took a while for them to click, uh, and they've had a clunky few weeks, but yeah, once they did click, it, it was a bit of a landslide. And once they do click, they're, they're a pleasure to watch. So um, nice to see them hit a bit of point-scoring form again. Yeah, and I see I've got some of your show notes here, so I know you've got a big monologue about the Titans. So what was your thought on the Titans? <laughs> I feel like you can just repeat what you say about them most weeks. Titans start well, blow, uh, blow the lead, and lose the second half in a big way. Need I say more? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'll I'll go into it a bit. Um, we say it every week, though. But, yeah, the Titans know how to score. They just don't know how to defend. And until they learn to defend, they're always going to be at risk of these blowouts. Um, not sure how you fix it. Um, but until they do, you can't bet on them with much confidence. Mm. And um, your player to stand out. AJ, Alex Johnston. Three tries... Uh, he just seems to have a knack of getting multiples as well. I think when he when he scores, he, he scores in twos and threes a lot of the time. I think he's now second only to Ken Irvine for scoring multiple times in a, in a game. I think it's something like forty nine times he's gone more than one try in a game. Yeah, um, yeah. I, he has a lot of help inside of mine. I know you look at Cody Walker and his try try assist stats over the past few years have been bananas. So AJ does benefit a little bit from that, but geez, he's a good finisher. That's that's what you pay them for, right? To finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I went with him as well. I, I believe um I don't have the official stats here, but I believe that hat trick got him to fourth on the all time scorers list as well. Yeah, past um, Morris. Didn't he pass yeah, Morris? Or? I think so. So um yeah, if he keeps scoring in bunches like he is, he's going to keep climbing. So mm. we'll the strike see. rate's crazy. Yeah. So um, yeah, fantastic effort from him. Well, we'll move to uh, the last game on Saturday. Broncos defeating the Sharks twenty to twelve. 
Um, yeah. I believe. Who, who tipped this one, Brad? Did yeah, I, tip I believe. Yeah, you, you were the only I? one. You're the only one out of three of us that picked this game. Um, so, um, if anyone cares to watch back last week, I did give Brad a warning. The Broncos like beating the Sharks. He didn't want to heed that warning though. Yeah. Wish I did. Yeah. I wish yeah. I did. Anyways, I'll stop rubbing it in. Uh, it was four tries to two. Katoni Staggs, Ezra Mam, Jesse Arthurs, Herbie Farnworth, two try scorers for the Sharks, Silsifa Talakai, and William Kennedy. Yeah, the Broncos look good. Um, they look good on attack, um, but their defense was what stood out to me. The Sharks are known for their lethal attack, but Brisbane kept them relatively quiet. Um, still haven't had a buy yet. Mm. Um, so you assume they're going to remain a top four um, side this season because I think like we'll see it on the ladder in a little bit, but I think they're second on the ladder to the Panthers who have already had two buys. Mm. So um, the fact that the Broncos have six points just waiting to go um, keeps them in good stead. But um, you got something to say, Paul? Yeah, I mean, you guys be taking the piss out of the Broncos saying, look, they've not had to travel um, out of Brisbane, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Their away form is seven wins and one loss. Yeah, but some of those are some of those away, away games, games are, are yeah. Okay, sure. Some well, of okay. their away some games are at home. Some okay, yeah, against Dolphins, it's at home. I, I get that. Um, and, and uh, Magic Round, Magic Round is away. But still, only one loss away from home. They're sort of five and one record on the road, uh, which is um, yeah. Look, that's impressive. After what I let's say, yes. It was, but it was but actually their home record is three and three, or five and three if you include the Magic Round and, and Dolphins. Um, they're actually worse at home than they are away, and yet we've been taking mm. the piss out of them for not having to travel. So well, kind when of... when you're playing at home more than you're playing away, your record at home is probably going to be worse because okay. there's more chances to lose there. But we we don't have you to try to bring you know <laughs> accuracy and and stuff to Action this. Reality. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell needs that? We don't need yeah. facts. No. Um, um, but, yeah, your thoughts on the Broncos before Paul derailed us? With yeah, I, I like to throw shade at the Broncos, Paul, I do, but I'm going to I'm gonna pay them their dues here. Uh, I think they did a great job. As you said, Brad, their defense was superb to hold a team like the Sharks, who have a really good attack, to only 12. Uh, I'm becoming more convinced by the week that, that we're watching a team that will compete very deep to the competition this year. They'll get knocked out of the finals by the Warriors. Oh, I'd love Walsh. that. Reese Walsh will have his nightmare in his first game against the Warriors. I don't know if we play the Broncos again. I don't um, think we do. So we, we'll we play them in the finals. His first game against his former club and you have a shocker. So we'll write it down now. We've got it there. Um, but your take on the Sharks? Just a very flat showing, in my opinion, from the Sharks. They had plenty of ball. They had a lot of ball, actually, but they just made too many forced and unforced errors to be competitive against one of the top teams this year. Yeah, um, I've got kind of the same. They won most of the stats um, yeah. in this game, but they let themselves down with their respect for the ball. They had 15 errors, mm. um, and their discipline, they they were penalised all over the show as well. Um, but the positive is those are easy things to fix. So if they um, fix those things, it's going to be um, it's going to turn them back into a tough side to defeat. Um, mm. But it's it's not like they they played poorly against the Dragons or something. It is 
you know, uh, top of the table Broncos type thing. So not too bad, but um, your player to stand out? Yeah, I've put Walsh. I, I'm going to stop being salty about him being gone now. Uh, I feel like we're playing well enough and Chance playing well enough that I can put the hate aside and just enjoy what I'm watching because, yeah, he's playing really well and he's really good here backing up from Origin as well. Yeah, so I've gone – I've picked Walsh twice this week. I picked him in the Origin game and I picked him in this game as well. Um, yeah, I thought he backed up really well. Three, He had three line break assists, a try assist, all while backing up from Origin. That is a hard thing to do sometimes in your in your first time as a young player. But, hmm. yeah, um, I'm not as salty as you. Um, I still think there's going to be time when he falls apart like he did for the Warriors. I've been saying it. I'm still waiting for it to happen, but it's got to happen at some point. Now I've already proclaimed it'll be in the finals. So um, (laughs) we'll see what happens. (laughs) We'll move on to the next game. Uh, The Roosters defeating the Bulldogs 25-24. Yeah, four tries apiece. James Tedesco grabbing two. Junior Ponga and Joseph Suali'i grabbed the four tries for the Roosters. Four try scores for the Bulldogs as well. Tavita Panga Jr., Reed Marnie, and two for Josh Adokar. It was just a field goal to Luke Carey, which separated the two teams. Yeah, so um, Roosters still very unconvincing this season for me. They got the win here, so full credit to them for that. But, man, it was ugly. Um, they were relying on some individual brilliance to get the job done. A lot of work to do if they want to be a premiership threat. Um, your thoughts on the Roosters? I thought Tedesco had a really good bounce-back game from his poor showing on Wednesday night. Um, That was probably one of the only positives I could find from them. I think defensively they were getting burned, in particular on their right right edge against the Fox. Um, Yeah, they don't look anything like I I thought they would at the start of the season. I don't think they look like what any of us thought, to be honest. Um, Yeah. And yeah, like Paul's just mentioned, we talked about this before the show. Um, the Roosters have the third worst points difference. Only mm. the Dragons and Bulldogs are worse, um, which you know is crazy. We, you would never anticipate that with the the Roosters. But uh, your take on the Bulldogs? I thought it was a gutsy effort from the Dogs. A couple of lovely long range efforts involving Adokar. Uh, I'm pretty confident this club will turn a corner when they start getting more luck in the injury department. Yeah, I thought it was a good effort from the Bulldogs. They've struggled this season. Um, big performance from Adokar, as you said. And um, I thought TPJ, um, Tavita Pangai Jr., um, played well in his backup as well because I feel like he kind of may have already got a shoulder tap saying he's one and done with Origin. So he really wanted to make it look like he, he could go back there. They're still a work-in-progress team, though. Um, I, I still expect big things out of them, but I never earmarked this year as the year would see it all click. I think mm. next year after is when they're going to be a, a force in the NRL. Um, but they're still going to nab some more wins this year, for sure. Yeah. Um, your player to to watch? Um, pick someone out of the losing team. I just really liked watching Adokar this game. He's just scored two tries, which are very Adokar-esque tries, um, kind of tries that only he scores. And he set up a nice one for Reed Marnie as well uh, with a 
searing break down the touchline. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought he was on fire. Yeah, and I went with James Tedesco. Um, it was a game he needed to play well in because with everyone, myself included, saying get him out of that New South Wales team, he, he's done. He really needed to show he could still do something. Um, if that's going to transition into origin again, I'm not sure. But, um, I'm uh, yeah, I thought it was a good showing from him. Um, but, yeah, it is it is what it is. I, I don't like complimenting him that much. Um, we'll move into the next game. Um, the game that the show was based on, uh, the Cowboys defeating the Storm 45-20. to 20. Yeah, yeah, crazy result. Um, eight tries to three. Simi Vellame grabbing three. Valentine Holmes, Murray Tawalangi grabbing two. Jeremiah Nano grabbed one. And the Chad, Chad Townsend, grabbed one towards the end. Three tries for the Storm. Xavier Coates, Justin Olam, Nick Meany. Yeah, great game for the Cowboys. Um, mm. Amazing attacking display with some mammoth defensive displays as well. I still can't mm. figure them out. Um, they've been so poor this season, but every few weeks they perform like this and uh, make me wonder if they're going to go back to that 2022 form. We have to wait to see if this will return to form or an outlier again, but mm. thoroughly impressed by their effort. Um, what's your take on the, the Cowboys? Uh, hey, Caden, did, did I look better half an hour ago because it was Paul in my place? or I think that's what he's alluding yeah. to, yes. yeah. Yep, that's that's a fair enough comment too. Um, <laughs> I I don't know what to say about the Cowboys. Capable of losing by sixty six to the Tigers, now capable of putting forty five on the Storm. Um, they were outstanding. I'm um, I'm sure they'll continue to ruin my weekly tips this year. Only game you got wrong this week. Yeah, and um, your your thoughts on the Storm. The Storm conceding 40-plus points is just pretty much unheard of. Um, I think we're definitely seeing signs of this being quite a rebuild year for the Storm. I mean, they've been good in some games, and then you get games, well, we haven't seen one as bad as this one, but you know, we've seen some yeah. very unstorm-like un performances this year. Yeah, which is kind of what I've got. It was very unstorm-like. Um they just weren't allowed to click into gear. Um, they made too many errors, made too many poor defensive reads, and were just very, um, just very poor. It's poor, which we don't say about them a lot. So, yeah, um, yeah interesting times in Melbourne. Um, your player that stood out. We keep we. I think I'm going to copy you again. We keep going the same. Val Holmes, um, another one who's backed up from Origin. And did so very, very well. I, I was close to going semi Valame for the hat trick, but um, yeah, I thought Valentine was pretty hot. No, yeah, I think if Valentine didn't play this game, I don't think the Cowboys win. Yeah. Um, he, he got brought in from Origin, and yeah, he was stellar. I picked him as well. Um, just, yeah, great player and um, great effort. So we'll move into the last game as we near an hour and a half. Um, Panthers defeating the Dragons, 26-18. Yeah, I was, I was cheering the Dragons on. I, <laughs> I really wanted for to wind up Brad if the Dragons beat the Panthers, but 
Not to beat, four tries to three, Brian To'o grabbed two, Sunia Turuva grabbed one, Moses Liotta grabbed, grabbed the fourth try for the Panthers, three tries for the Dragons, Ravalawa grabbing two, Zach Lomax grabbing the other. Yeah, um, Panthers look set to run away with this match, but the loss of Cleary um, took some sting out of the attack. Um, I think the team still stood up um, in his absence and made the best of it. Still too good for the Dragons, but uh, maybe a different story in the next six weeks. I know I said about his injury that the Panthers are good enough to survive without him, but there's some tough matches coming up that, you know, it will be interesting to see what happens. But what was your take on the Panthers? Uh, losing Cleary really didn't help, but even playing well below their best, they usually find a way to win. They did so here. It's a sign of a class side. And your thought on the Dragons? I actually thought it was a pretty decent effort from the Dragons against the two-time Premiers. They they looked dangerous in patches. Could have gone even closer if not for Tyrell Sloan try being rubbed out due to obstruction late in the game. Or was that your boy... Uh, Murdoch Masilla and stood in the line, I think it was. And, and yeah. yeah, he's still helping um, me out. <laughs> yeah, they um yeah, they 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 look dangerous, but they they've lost so many of these close games this year. Yeah, um they do putting all my bias aside, they do look to be improving slightly um every week, but they schoolboy errors, uh, um as say they're a mess. Mess of a, a team, mess of an organisation, but at least they're not giving up, I guess. Glass half full approach. Yeah. Um, who was your player to stand out? Oh, I, I I should have, Paul, I should have picked someone from the Dragons. Uh, I went to, I've really liked a lot of these guys who've backed up from Origin this week, um, the ones that didn't get injured. I thought Toto was probably one of New South Wales' best on Wednesday. He ran for a ton of metres and looked dangerous the whole game and, he backed up really well as well. Picked up a couple of meat meat pies, so liked what I saw from him. Yeah, I went with Isaiah Yao. I thought he was very busy for the Panthers. Um, when they lost Cleary, he kind of fill a bit of that gap um, in the middle and um, thought it was a great effort from him. Mm, um, but definitely. that was the round. Um, so I don't know what one Paul has first, if he has the ladder or the tips. It's the latter. <laughs> um, I can't remember who was top eight and bottom eight. So you can be top eight, Matt. Yep, sure. Penrith remain first. Uh, Brisbane have gone up to second. Rabbitohs have gone up to third. Cronulla and Melbourne have dropped down to fourth and fifth, respectively. Canberra Raiders have gone up to sixth. Warriors have gone up to seventh. And the Dolphins have dropped down to number eight. That rounds out the top eight. Yeah, and then for the, all the, the rest of the crap teams, uh, we got the Roosters at ninth. Um, they went up to ninth. And Manly went up to 10th. Newcastle went up to 11th. Parramatta went up to 12th. Titans went down to 13th. Cowboys went up to 14th. And then the Bulldogs went down to 15th. Tigers went down to 16th. Dragons stayed where they belong at dead last at 17th. Mm. Um, so we were talking... Uh, before the show started, uh, Paul and I, about how tight this is and how essentially every game's a must-win because I was talking about the Warriors game. If the Warriors lose to the Raiders and, like, the Roosters win, 
Warriors are out of the eight. Roosters are in the eight. Yeah. Um, it's crazy like close. It's crazy close because we're sitting here talking about how well the Warriors are doing. They're in the same amount of competition points as the Roosters who we're pretty much talking about how so, poorly they're going. How poorly they're doing, yeah. And, yeah, yeah the points differential is all over the place. I know it doesn't show it there, but yeah. um, the Raiders, I th- is it the Raiders, I think, Paul, that are on, like, negative 40-something? Um, Sorry, I'm jumping away here. But, um, yeah, the Raiders on negative 49. Yeah, negative 49, and they're sitting at 6, and then, like, Parramatta are on, like, positive 50, and they're sitting at 12. Raiders, Raiders are about to be negative 99 after this round. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Simon. Um, so, yeah, it, it's interesting. It makes it more interesting. You, you not really resign to these are the teams that are going to be in the finals months before the finals actually happen. Like we kind of had last year where we essentially had six teams already booked in halfway through the season. And it was just which of the, you know, seven and eight, who's going to get those spots. So we, mm. we can literally say there might be two or three teams that you kind of feel are always going to stay there, but the rest could really jump. So um, as long as the Dragons stay last, I'm happy. Yeah. But, so we'll move on to our tips. Paul, come on, Paul. Show, you, show, oh, you... show it. The next one. There it is. Still, gorgeous. Still last. I don't know why you're so excited at being last, but um, <laughs> Simon um, Simon got four out of seven, as we're showing in some time, um, but he's still in the lead at 68 out of 108. He's still fresh. I, I got five out of seven, um, two games wrong, uh, the, the Bloody Melvin and the Sharks. And I'm 63 out of 108. Richard got every game right bar Melbourne um, and has caught up to me at 63 out of 108 and is only last because of the alphabet. So Bloody Melbourne. <laughs> um, no one has yet to get a perfect round this year, so I haven't had to put my beautiful little star next to their name. So hopefully that happens at some point, and hopefully it's for me. But um, it is what it is. So we'll move into questions. I yeah, We've already shown that picture. Paul, we yep, don't need to sorry. see the multi again. No, no, I wouldn't mean me losing money. Everyone loves to see me yeah. losing money. Um, so Mark asks us uh, from Room Hammer, who do you reckon will be the 29th and 30th players for the Warriors squad? Um, yep, so it's all about I signing. Think that, I think that was Mark Roberts. Yeah, not, Mark. Oh, sorry, different Mark. Sorry, different Mark. Right, Roberts. Um, so what was it? Who will be the signings? 29th yep, and 30th? Yep. Go on, Richie. Brad and Richie. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do need another front rower. <laughs> they do. Um, take minimum wage, it's fine. I, I actually, uh, I'm not sure on that one. I, and I said a couple of shows ago, I, I'm pretty content with where our roster's at. I think it's got a real nice balance, and I'd almost like us to promote within. Um, Look at some of the the juniors that are playing really well that aren't on a full time contract and try and try and uh, fulfill our needs from that from there, become a true development club. Um, yeah, twenty ninth I think will be a forward from within the ranks that hasn't been upgraded yet. I think there'll yeah. be a forward that gets upgraded. Um, Thirty will be Roger. 
We've we've got till the thirtieth of June when Super Rugby finish, like the twenty fourth. Right, for it's the Blues, the finals, and, the finals done this yeah, weekend. Blue Blues will end this weekend when they lose. Wow, um, <laughs> wow! The Blues, the Blues will definitely win this weekend. Uh, they've got two more weekends to go, at least maybe three. Um, but look, then there's All Blacks. I, I can't see RTS being available this year. No, no, he's not going to get picked on the All Blacks. You're dreaming, Matt. You know, he only gets picked from the Blues when they're desperate. So, well, you know, and yeah, um, he's not in the Blues this weekend, which is a bit of a um, but uh, I can't see New Zealand rugby releasing him. Um, for, once it, once it, it's, it's going to happen, it's written in the in the stars. So, it's on that kind of out. note, um, Jacko asks, What's your opinion on Webster saying that CNK is locked in at fullback next year? Not sure where RTS will play, uh, center or front row, one of those two. That's the two spots we need help with. So, front row. It's, it's not hard. It's not hard to be a front row. I did it. If I can do it, I'm sure Roger can. Um, well, no, maybe, he'll be centre. Maybe hooker, I mean, but not prop. Um, he'll be centre. Yeah. Um, I know he's never played centre in the NRL before, but um, I think he'll be just fine. We watched Josh Curran just do it, never playing mm. centre before, and do all right. I'm pretty sure Roger can do it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think. I think that's where it's going to be. It seems like the only logical choice if CNK is being pulled back. Yeah, I'm I'm happy enough for for Webby to, to to declare CNK as the incumbent fullback for next year because he is he's the incumbent now and he's I think he's playing really really well. Um, and look, and even no. if he, even if he's not, um, it gives the guy confidence going in for the fresh this year, right? So mm. don't don't bash his confidence and say, oh, yeah, look, he's going to disappear. He's, 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 he's on borrowed time. Back yeah, to Kev, who's there now. Um, and uh, I'm sure RTS won't mind. Um, I'll be honest, the, the, the guy, when we're looking at the lineup from here, the guy that you guys always kind of uh, bash is, is Adam Pompey. Well, he's, <laughs> That's Brad. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> um, they haven't announced that he's so been signed yet. I think he's gone. Um, I no, I'm saying, where, where, so I'm saying, where, where's the where's the gap for RTS? There you go. That's uh, that, that, that's the jersey, right? Yeah. Which is in the so it's one of the. Center. It's definitely one of those center spots. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, Adam Pompey might be re-signed. And to his credit, I I give him shit every week, but he has moments where he does stuff that I don't think anyone else can do, but then he also does stupid things that no one else would ever dream of doing. So it's really rocks and diamonds with him. It's the cliche, but it is. He, at, at this year, I feel like he's done more good than bad. But there's just a, a personal bias for me for some reason where I just don't like him. I don't know what it is. I'm sure he's a great guy. But um, for some reason, it's just any stage I get, I try to find another player that can replace him on the, in the lineup. I, I don't know. Um, on a similar kind of line, Bjorn asks us, uh, with new signings, who do you think we're going to lose next year? So which Pompey. players are going to be leaving the Warriors? Oh, okay, so Pompey, anybody else? Bailey uh, yeah. so, so So Pompey, who's been the uh, who's been kind of nailed on starter for the, all this season, um, is, uh, is, is gone. And um, well, I'm just going with who's off contract. At the moment, the only two that are off contract are Adam Pompey and Bailey Surinan. And Adam Pompey's a centre, and we've said we're signing Brilliant and Roger for centre, so it seems that yeah. we would switch. And Chanel Harris-Tavita can fill in 
that role that Bailey Serenin's got with the team, in my opinion. So I feel like Chanel comes in for Bailey. Um, in terms of players that's contracted, I know there's been all sorts of rumours like Josh Curran apparently is on the outer. I feel like if that performance alone last week um, keeps him, they're not going to release him early. Um, so, yeah, I'm only going with who's off contract and there's two in the squad at the moment, and I think they'll both go. That's the uh, questions from the live chat, guys. Um, okay, so um, I'll go with my one because I feel like it's quicker. Um, sure. with, with Cleary out of origin and the next match being a must win, who would your house pairing for New South Wales be? This is this is a super loaded one because so many ways you could go. I don't envy Fitler at all, especially given his job's probably on the line. Um who have they used recently when clearly not available? They've used Mitch Moses for a game. Um, I don't. I personally wouldn't go that way. No. Um, you've got your reigning M, Nico Hines, which I think he's a really good shot, given that he's been in the squad and was on the bench. Um, or you go left field and you go to someone like Adam Reynolds, who is probably playing as good as he ever has. Uh, he's playing for a Queensland side. He's used to Suncorp. They're going to Suncorp for game two. Um, so if you want to go left field, you could go Adam Reynolds. Then you think of combos. Is Luai only there because he's got the combo with Cleary? Do, do you then shave Luai off as well and promote someone else, like maybe Einstein Six or Cody Walker? Um, I think I think if I were Fitler, I might go conservative and just straight swap with Nico Hines, uh, given that he's already been in there this year and sort of knows the game plan and and he's been around the squad. Um, then you just think, who do you put on the bench in, in his place? Um, maybe Damien Cook has a bit of hooker help. For I think they, sh- they should have had two hookers. Um, yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. I would go... Conservative, if we're going conservative, I think it's Nico and Luai. Yeah. Um, just because they're already in the side. If I was in charge, it would be Nico and Cody Walker with Luai gone. Or, no, it wouldn't. It would be Nico and Matt Burden. Because on the prediction show with Ruud Ham, we did it at the beginning of the year, my prediction was Matt Burden would beat Luai for the six for New South Wales. So I need mm. Burton to be picked so my prediction's correct. Well, Burton would be another good um, utility for the bench. Yeah, um, yeah, but I think like what you said though, Nico's already in the been in the camp. So's Luai. Mm. Put them two together. Um, do I think that's a halves pairing that's going to win against Queensland? I don't think so. But um, I would take. I would be interested in a Nico Walker. Um, Reynolds is good. There's a lot of options. Um, I think if you go on Walker, it'd be great to pick Reynolds, and yeah. then you bank on the trail. Yeah, and you bank yeah. on the trail being back in the centres, um, you hope that Cam Murray comes right and then you've got some combos there. Yeah. Um, but that would that would be very much um, changing a lot of personnel and, and hoping that it, that it comes up. I feel up like trumps. they need to, though. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly it's what they need to to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah. But, um, yeah, interesting questions. Uh, your question for me. Um, I was just interested in what your thoughts of Luke Metcalf has been since 
his inclusion in the team. And uh, once Tamaita Martin is fit, is it still his jersey? Who do you think wins the battle for that sixth jersey? Um, I love little little, little Lukey. Um, I think he's yeah. a hell of a talent. Um, I've got to. He's had two tries for the Warriors, and I got to watch both of them live. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the first one in that preseason, so trial count. Yeah, but, um, I think he's a great talent. Um, he's, I think. As long as he stays with the Warriors, I think he's going to be a key figure. But when Tamari's fit, Tamari comes back for me. Um, yep. I feel like Tamari and Sean are the halves right now that they need to be successful going in. Um, Luke is a great um, stopgap at the moment, but Tamari, he's more defensively sound as well. Yep. Um, has that experience to kind of help Sean out. Um, so, yeah. Based on what we've seen so far out of two games with Luke, Tamari mm. gets it. Um, who's to say um, if um, Luke has a blinder this week against the Raiders, that, that changes my opinion. I'm not sure. But um, mm. what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm very much the same. I think once Tamaita Martin's fit, I think he was going really well and combining well with, with the with boys. Sean. Yeah, with Sean in particular. So once he's fit, I think he he's the owner of that jersey for the time being, and he, you know he he'd be the one to take it when everyone's back on deck. Yeah, and I see. Before we move on, there is a question that was dropped in at the end there, which I, I'm doing Paul's job for him. See, and then we we clash there uh, oh, from you being. If you guys just shut up, and I was going to bring it in. Um, so yeah, Ben said, if you drop Tedesco, who plays fullback, and do you bring Edwards in? Um, yeah, hey, um, yeah, Ben's a, Ben's a mate of mine. I'd give a shout out, hey Ben, hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, I, I would give Edwards a, a crack given his form the past couple of years. He's probably been the best fullback, arguably, in the NRL the past couple of seasons. So, what more have you got to do to to get a shot at? at the next level yeah i know like the obvious one is to put latrell or tommy turbo at fullback but if they're already in the team doing well in the centers bring edwards in at fullback that's what mm-hmm. i would do I, I think edwards yeah is well deserving of a call up but i'm happy for him not to because you know i like seeing new south wales dig their own grave as they do um <laughs> so yeah i'm all for keeping him out but yeah i think you know, you, you make that, you have Edwards at fullback, the trail turbo in the centres, have Nico in the halves, um, Cody, put Cody in there, or Reynolds as well. It's an exciting-looking team and looks dangerous um, rather than having a whole lot of has-beens that can't do it at that level anymore, <laughs> like Tommy, uh, like Tedesco and Cleary, who doesn't really kick on in origin, in my opinion. But, um Yeah interesting i'm just hitting them low while they're losing um so we'll move on round 15 i know we'll go with warriors raiders you want to read out the warriors lineup richie speed reading sure mate i'm just bringing it up on my phone (laughs) since you uh didn't put it in the notes Uh, (laughs) the warriors lineup is fullback chance nicole klostard keeps his spot there Dallin, Watini, Lesniak, Marcelo Montoya on the wings. 
Adam Pompey, one centre. We have a debut at the other centre spot. Um, Ali Leatua, the halves, Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson, front row, Adam Fnor, Blake Wade Egan, Bunty Arfor, uh, edge back rows, Jackson Ford, Murata Niakore, and the lock, Torhu Harris, interchange bench, Bailey Siren and Josh Curran, Mitch Barnett, Tom Ale. Yeah, and as Paul mentioned, it is actually on the screen we're looking at. It's so small, Paul. I can't see that, mate. There's like so you need a bigger screen, mate. I need a I need a second screen. Is what I need. I've I've got a split screen scenario. I've got a second screen. It does wonders. Uh, But the Raiders team: uh, Sebastian Chris at fullback, um, Albert Hopewadi and Jordan Rapana on the wings. Uh, Centers: We've got Matt Tomoko and Mister Three Hundred himself, Jared Croker. Um, halves, we've got Jack Whiten and Jamal Fogarty. Um, front row, we've got Josh Papali'i, Zach Wolford, and Joseph Tapani. Second row, we've got Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead. And then lock, we've got the big red machine, Corey Horsburgh. And then the bench, we've got Tom Starling, Emre Gula, Nick Kotrick, and Pastrami Solo. Pastrami Solo, whatever it is, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, not a bad team. So... This one was an interesting one for me when I was looking at my picks. Um, I've just said I think the Warriors are going to go into a roll. Raiders are hard to beat at home, and it's Jared Croker's 300th, so you'll think they'd want to play for him, but in all honesty, come on. They were trying to make him retire last year. They don't care about Croker. I know Simon's going to be upset about that, but they don't care. Um, but i'm just going on the fact that raiders fade in the second half and the warriors get better so i'm going with the warriors to upset the party at home against the raiders yeah we yeah yeah brad's gonna get us cancelled calling people pastrami um i'm sick sick, guys i'm sorry (laughs) i i think we looked at this block of games a a couple weeks ago and Mm. this game was one that i said i i could see us losing out of out of the that block of games. Out of that block of three, yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm U turning on that. I <laughs> what I, I saw I was the same. Week, yeah. I said Broncos Dolphins win lose against the Raiders and now I've switched yeah. it. I'm I'm going all in on the Warriors after after a real nice win on the weekend. So I'm gonna tip us for the upset here. Yeah, it's obviously didn't like yeah, it's fully in jest. I, I think he should have had his three hundredth last year. What what your mate Ricky and that were doing to him um, last year was a disgrace, in my opinion. And it's like the moment they decide, okay, we'll let the old guy back in, the Raiders have started playing better than ever. So, you know, he should have always been in there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's great that he's got to 300 as well. Yeah, I was so really good. worried he was going to retire before that. Um, and, yeah, it'll make it a big occasion. But, um, Paul, if you want to jump in and let us know, what Simon's picked because me and Richard have picked correctly um, with with the Warriors. But what has Simon picked? Hey, geez, Warriors on a two and two form form guideline. The uh, big green machine, four wins and one loss from the last five games. You guys haven't got a clue. Raiders all the way. It's clear we haven't had a clue all year. So <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, like Mark Roberts said, um, the Warriors have got three milestone men too. So um, yeah, because I think it's. Um, Karen's 50th, Leah Tower's debut. Um, wasn't it? Uh, who else was it? Bring it up, Brad. Google it. I have no idea. 
Jeez, um, these guys call themselves fans. Man, I've been sick all week. You know, I've been struggling to keep my life together. All right. I... <laughs> Deary me. Um, hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Was it Fanua Blake's fiftieth for the Warriors? It might be. Um, we'll, say, we'll say it is. Let's move on. Yeah. Sometime so we'll go to we'll go to the rest. Um, rest of the round. So first game up, if you want to bring the fixtures up, Paul, we're waiting on you, mate. There we go. See. Um, okay. So, first, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mark, see, yeah. The club. yeah it was, was AFB. It's exactly what we were saying. We just took a long time to say it. Um, first game on Thursday, we've got Titans versus Tigers. I've gone with the Tigers here. Um, I don't trust the Titans at all. And the Titans can't defend. Tigers can attack. So I think the Tigers are going to get the job done. I don't trust either of these teams. <laughs> Threw a dart at the dartboard and it came up Titans. Uh, home advantage, Titans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've just covered the Warriors um, Raiders. We've both picked Warriors. Paul slash Simon gone Raiders. Next game up, we've got Manly versus Dolphins. I've gone with Manly. Um, home field advantage. Um, I think all the Origin players are going to want to put their name up since New South Wales is getting a bit itchy. So I think they'll get the job done. Um, I went Dolphins. You, you can't pick against the Dolphins this year. Got to go with Dolphins. Um, also, it's on a, on a one win, three losses run at the moment. Sorry, uh, Dolphins yeah. it is. The ambush is coming. <laughs> um, next game up, Dragons, Rabbitohs. Pick Rabbitohs because I don't pick Dragons. Yeah, same. Um, the um, I'm sorry, I've got, I've got blank. I was just trying to jump around. Rabbit house. Yep. Yep. Um, next game we've got Broncos Knights. I've gone with Broncos. Um, yeah. Need I say more? Yeah. Easy pick. Broncos. Yep. Everyone's going Broncos. Yep. Uh, next game Roosters Panthers. Kind of similar. Um, easy pick. I've gone with Panthers. Easy without clearing. It's against the Roosters. The Roosters can't beat anybody. Yeah, for the no, last week. yeah I, I get the same feeling. I, I win Panthers as well. Yeah, Panthers are just too good at the top there. Um, on a um, a 4 0 run at the moment, four wins, no losses as their form, form guideline. So, yeah, got to go with the Panthers. Yeah, and then the games on Sunday, we've got Storm Sharks. I've gone with the Storm. Um, I feel like the Storm are going to be hurting after that loss against the Cowboys. So, they'll be out and they're at home. Um. I think both teams will be hurting, both coming off a loss. Uh, I reluctantly went Sharks. Oh. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, going uh, um, home advantage, Storm this one. Yeah, and then the last game of the round, Bulldogs versus Eels. I've gone with Eels. Um, yeah, I just feel like they'll have the edge here. Yeah, I was pondering dog, dogs because Dylan Brown has been stood down. Hmm. But yeah, I'm going to stay with the Eels. I'm sorry. How do you even think about it? The, the dogs this one? Eels, look, they've been hard done by this season. They, they've got a plus 52 points difference. Um, they should be about three or four games uh, more wins this year. Uh, sure, they're in a losing habit, but you've got to say Eels just too good for the dogs. This is traditionally a tight game, battle of one of the battles of West Sydney. So mm. I... I but I'm going to stay yours. I'll stay true. Yeah. 
So um, four games the same this weekend? I think so. This has got to be the week. It has to be. About five games. <laughs> five games. We've got Rabbitohs, Broncos, Panthers, Storm, Eels. No, sorry, no. Storm, oh, Richard ruined that. So it is four. Sorry. So we have a chance. We have a chance of a multi. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But, um, yeah, so that was it for NRL. So we'll quickly go through Super League because we're going to try to get two hours, I reckon. You know, we've got to get there. Um, well, I was, I was going to bring up the uh, the, 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 the multi quickly. Oh, yeah, um, bring up the multi first. And the uh, So there we are. So $2.00. We'll uh, bring us back seven dollars forty, folks, with that uh, with that multi. So uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep you up to date next week as to how the multi goes. Yeah, well, it'll be easy spoiler because once we finally get a multi, that's going to be in the show title. So um, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully, it's next week. Um, but yeah, Super League now. Um, so after a big win over Wigan, Catalans have moved to first on the ladder. Warrington a second due to points differential. Wigan third and Lee fourth. So Lee, worst jersey in the in the world, but they're doing all right on the field. They're so, doing pretty um, good. Wakefield, um, still last after their fourteenth loss in a row. Um, now zero and fourteen for the season. Um, I look, I looked at their draw this week, and I don't see it happening this week either. So um, yeah, it was magic weekend in uh, in the UK. Salford defeated Hull KR twenty six sixteen. Catalans defeated Wigan, 46-22. No good. Uh, Car- Castleford defeated Leeds, 26-24. Um, Lee defeated Wakefield, 30-4. St. Helens defeated Uddersfield, um, 18-6. And then Hull FC defeated Warrington, 30-18. Um, and then, yeah, this week, round 15, we've got Lee versus Hull FC. Castleford versus Salford. St. Helens versus Wigan. Warrington versus Uddersfield, Catalans versus Hull KR, and then Wakefield versus Leeds. So, yeah, I don't see them beating Leeds. Um, anything you want to add about Super League or anything else before we sign off? No, there's a couple of results I didn't see coming. I, I yeah. didn't see Wigan getting trounced as badly as, as they did, and I would have, I was tipping Leeds. But, yeah, other than that... Um, Thanks for um, sitting in, in my chair, Paul. I'll have to listen back. I'm sure you did a great job, and I probably yeah, – Yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to be fired next week, so. Um, oh, the, the, the love from the live chat was unreal, I'll tell you, unreal. And uh, I threw many <laughs> early ones at him to try to throw him under the bus too. Um, so he might have – he's probably put notes down that he actually might have to watch some league now. Um, t- just in case he's called on as a sub. And I see Mark Roberts has mentioned about Hiku. Um, yeah, we talked about that last week, about Hiku signing with the Super League um, to go become the, the greatest player up there, as they all do. Yeah. Um, ba- but yeah. the bakery, bakery's taking his pies up north. And then Simon said, yeah, the one thing about Lee is that they changed their name, um, and I have an owner who's put money at them. Um, yeah, because... Uh, they, what were they before they were the Lee Leopards? They were the Lee... Centurions. Centurions, that's it. It's been that long now. It just um, automatically goes to Leopards for me. Um, but, yeah, you're going off on a on a, a rant there. So let's 
get back on track. Sick medication is wearing off. That's, that's what we do. We go on rats. Um, yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune in to our show next week at 8pm here on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching it. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, cheers for turning up late, Richie. And you're welcome. Thank you, Paul, for all your help in the background and carrying the show at the start. Um, and good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.